Hello, welcome along to Baffled, the podcast that tries to find out the most incredible facts in the world that turns out deep down are utter nonsense. Uh, thank you so much for finding uh, and listening and downloading. Uh, my name's Dan. This week from me, you'll get facts all about an actual happy time, all about how whales can yell you to death and about a not sporting sporting rivalry. That's in my bag. Uh, Connor's with us as well. Connor, what have you bought? Hello, gents. How are we? Yeah, Good, very thank well. Thank you. I was very unexpecting that question. You never ask at the top. I had a mouthful of water there. I just thought, you know, we start this the same way every week. I'd I'd just ask how you are, how we're keeping. haven't seen you for a while, and it's good to know you're good. Great. Thank you, Connor. What facts have you bought for us? Right. So, I have a new ecosystem for you. You will never watch Friends the same way again. And Takeshi's Castle, well, it's just a bit of a joke, really, isn't it? Takeshi's Castle, that is going to alienate a whole heap of people that didn't grow up in the UK in the mid-noughties. We've also got Mark with us as well. Mark, um, save the niceties, what have you bought? Thank you, Daniel. Hello to you both, that is all I will say. Three more facts from me today, as is the format of the podcast and I'm mandated to do. Uh, Back to a firm favourite, don't worry, it's not buffaloes, it's the origin of words. Also, has it always been cheese? And finally, a painter with a difference. (laughs) That's what always been cheese. (laughs) <laughs> what, what could possibly have always been cheese? Cheese, probably. Uh, yeah, you, you've got a, a massive hodgepodge, like a huge smorgasbord there. Uh, it's all on the way. Stick around. This week's Baffled is now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, um... I'm, I'm, so here's the thing, boys. How much trouble are you having finding facts that are worthy of our status as in the top handful of fact podcasts in the world? It's pressure, isn't it? It's pressure because there's people that, I mean, A, there's people that think they're better than you. Have you got that? The friends who, I, I, I mean, I did the fact checking moan a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to go back into that. But there is the friends who are like, oh, you've got facts. I've got facts. I'll tell you facts. One facts. I've got facts. And then there's also the friends who are like, oh, what are you bringing this week? What are you bringing this week? Like, I get people texting me in advance of release wanting to know what the facts are. I'm like, just wait into it. Like, it comes out in 24 hours. Listen to it in 24 hours. There's a lot of pressure on it. Fan mail, Mark, it happens. When you get to this level of fame and this level of success, you you will get that. You know, it's just it's just part of life. It's like, you know, if you're friends with Justin Bieber, you're going to be messaging him weekly to ask when the new track's being released. It's the same thing, really, isn't it? Can we can we just clarify, because you made that sound a lot like you are friends with Justin Bieber, that you are not friends with Justin Bieber, and that's purely an analogy. No, I am in my dreams. I, I in your dreams, dream okay. Um, I, with the whole like fact thing, Dan, good question, but I've, I've come to learn, especially in episode 12 of this pod, that 
at first, I think I was thinking way too much about the facts. And I've realized over the past 12 episodes or 11 episodes that actually the simple and pointless ones are sometimes the best. So I'm not searching too deeply. I'm just finding good ones and thinking that one will be good. I'm not thinking about it too much. You notably turn up with just one line of a fact and just start m- making up some guff around it. How have, you, how, how have you at all been thinking too much about the facts? Well, I've actually taken both of your advice. And this week when I found facts, um, my Takeshi's Castle fact being that one, I've done a bit of research around it to give you a little bit more to just, you know, because I knew you'd ask the question when I say the facts. There's one question that you will ask me and I already have the answers, gents. Just before we cr- before we crack on with with facts, just to follow up on previous bits of housekeeping, uh, I made a call to Elsie Isla in the week. She didn't answer the phone, so I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it another go this week. All I want from her, I don't want to continue harassing an old woman who lives lonely all by herself in the middle of America. That's not my bag. All I want is an email from her. That's literally all. I just want her to recognize that we have devoted like four episodes worth of time now to her. So there's that done. Also a bit of housekeeping. I'm, I, I have got some facts that people have sent me on Instagram. Uh, if you've done that, by the way, stay there. We will cover them in just a little bit. Um, I've also uh, been sent this DM by Lex Chester, uh, who is oh, pleased that I... name, Lex Chester. That sounds like a, that sounds like a villain in a Bond movie. Oh, hello, I am Lex Chester. I'm a big fan of Lex Chester. What would Lex Chester's, like, killer weapon be? I feel like he sounds... Lex Chester sounds like an oil tycoon. So... <laughs> it does, doesn't it? it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like the archetypal oil te- Texas oil baron um, yeah. from movie that's going to take the field away from the kids. So Lex definitely has some I think some it sounds like a type of cheese. Do you just say it sounds like a type of cheese, Connor? Yeah, like, you know, Lex Chester, the mature oh. cheddar to hit your taste buds. Oh, I'll tell you what, that's some good Lex Chester. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It just works, doesn't it? What are you having with that Lex Chester? Some onion chutney and a cracker. That is anyway, a name. She slid into my DMs on Sunday. She said, kind of pleased that you acknowledged last week's episode and apologised um, because to you, Connor, because she felt bad for you. So there you go. Oh, there Lex you go. Chester, Thank you, Lex Chester. Just- not just Texas Lex Chester is no longer a villain if she's feeling bad for Connor. Yeah, Lex no, Chester. No, I'm, I'm going with purely a cheese now. It's no longer an oil tycoon. Yeah. Too Lex nice for an oil tycoon. I, I apologise about the cheese comment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, how I'm feeling about um, calling listeners, listeners that have taken the time to Instagram as well, cheeses. Um, anyway, let's crack on with facts, shall we? I, I'm going to get us going. There is a happy time that advertisers use to get you to buy their clocks. Sorry, what? Now. Tell me more. Imagine a clock face. Imagine a clock face, right? Yeah. Yes. If you put the time on that clock face to eight minutes past 10, both of your clock hands are pointing diagonally upwards opposite, aren't they? One's going to be pointing to northwest, one's pointing to northeast. It looks a bit like a smile. Scientists think that just looking at that time um, and then seeing a smile on a clock makes you happy and makes you more likely to buy the clock that they are offering to sell you. Now, this has gone so far that it also works on phones digitally. So if you look at um, advertisers for phones, billboards, where they're trying to sell you the new um, the new Samsung or something like that, quite often the time will be uh, 10.08 because they consider that to be a happy time. I, I, kind of, I kind of get this. I get it more on a 
you know, if you walked into your local store, your furniture store, and you was looking at clocks, I understand it more. I feel like if I was buying a clock and it was like half past six and both the hands were like downwards, I don't think, I don't know, maybe like something. I don't think I'd go for it. This yeah, like there's something from. about that that's so interesting. I feel like a, yeah, that is, oh my God, this is kind of blowing my mind a little bit. I or like if it. it's like tw- 20 to five, absolutely not. I'm not having a sad face clock. Exactly. It's not It's not just the happiness, which is why it is. Also because it's symmetrical. People like symmetry. But yeah, it's a nice symmetry. Like I wouldn't have quarter to three. That's not a, that's not a nice clock. It's just a straight line. That's boring for me. Exactly. It's, interest, it's interesting symmetry, isn't it? You've also got uh, a nice middle so you can, nothing's going to be covering up the logo. Uh, you can see all the big numbers that you need, the 12, the three, the six, the nine. Uh, and also because I think they got it Maybe they had set one at 20 past four. Um, no, sorry, 20 past eight or, or 22 four at one point, And it made it like a, a sad frowning face. And I think they believe that had a massive impact. So now they did the reverse. Like it's a smile. I, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with the fact that they do it. I just think these people are treating us like idiots. It's like, who's looking at a clock, seeing a smiling working. face and thinking, oh, that's making me smile. I'm going to buy that. But, but the thing is, it's one of those subconscious things, isn't it? It's yeah. like subconsciously you're going, oh, I feel good about this. Why do I feel good? You don't go, oh, the clock, it got me. I mean, now we will because we all know and now we can take down marketing from the outside but actually you know when you have no idea about it you're probably just going oh, i feel good why do i feel good and you realize you're smiling because the clock's smiling this is connor. one of those things yes mate connor do you have a subconscious yeah i think i think you've barely got a conscious i feel oh. like we spoke we spoke about this last week connor's subconscious is monkey going clappy clappy symbol symbol clappy clappy no 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 my subconscious is is strong it is there. It guides me through life. Well, you, you said earlier on that your subconscious is making you dream of Bieber. What's going on there? Why are you dreaming of Bieber? Oh, well, who doesn't dream of him? I mean, look at him. I mean, me. you know, I'm, I'm, me. A, I'm, a, I'm a straight guy here, gents, but I can completely understand how beautiful that man is. He really just is a, a, a specimen of, of just beauty. He really is. I, I mean, there is like, fine for you to have man crushes. 21st century, do whatever you want. Be whoever you want to be. But I, I find that you are setting the bar low with a crush on Biebs. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm with Dan here. I'm with Dan. There's something about Biebs. I mean, you know, he's he's up one direction. You know, there's geezers that walk around like, hey, I'm a, I'm a boy. They definitely like a bit of Bieber. They definitely like a bit of one D. But anyway, look, we we we're going off we're going off to my mind. And if we're gonna do that, we're gonna at least need to take three episodes. That's a very out. different podcast that we do not need to yeah. ever delve into. We need to avoid that. But but linking back to this fact, Dan. This is like a, a form of advertising. I've read about this before where they do these subtle things that make you sort of in your mind. It's like he's obviously science, but move more towards a certain thing. It's really clever. I read once about an advert where they they make a better product look better than the other product because it's more expensive. And of course, in your subconsciousness, you look at the more expensive product because compared to the other product, you see it as better. It's, it's clever. It's a clever way of advertising. A, a whole lot of it is packaging as well. You'll find that drinks taste nicer if they're in a, a more inventive bit of packaging than something else. You, you've made half the decision about what you think about something before you've even tried or tasted it and there's that thing in supermarkets isn't it when they don't they put the the tiles closer together when yes you're around like high ticket items so you slow down because you think you're going much quicker you slow down to have like more of a look at things 
for people that are listening to this and maybe not quite like maybe haven't experienced it, I think the best way to explain the whole packaging thing, and Mark will agree with me on this. I know that Dan, you're not a massive Apple enthusiast. Mark, I know that you have Apple products, but I I find, I don't know if it's just me, but I've read a lot of reviews about products before I buy them. It's something about Apple and the way that they package things and the way that you open it and everything about it that just makes you spend that extra bit of money. It like feels just, premium, doesn't it? It feels compa- comparatively. premium. Comparatively. Like I just bought a pair of AirPods. Like they're, you know, headphones. Oh, they're just a wireless Air- headphone. But this AirPod saga has been going on for so long. No, but honestly, the way they're packaged, the way you open them, it's just, I, th- I think that that for me is probably 40% of the selling point as well as the products. And I have to be honest there, it's just a massive thing. Like when you open a brand new MacBook Pro out of that case, no other product gives you that. Hang on. Um, Remember last week when we were talking about, uh, we we were talking to ourselves about waffling. We were accusing each other of waffling during facts, right? You've literally taken about two minutes there to say that people buy products that look nice. No, I'm talking about the subconsciousness of how amazing the plastic is that wraps around the apple. Well, it's not subconscious. Yeah, it's not subconscious. It's talking about it. It looks nice. (laughs) It looks nice. But you know, this all links in. I wouldn't wouldn't buy a computer that's wrapped in a bin bag. No, of course you wouldn't. But even if it's the same computer inside, wrapped in a bin bag, no thank you. Again, people that are listening to this will agree with me. We've had weekly apologize, you know, people apologizing, people getting me. You two don't get me. People what I love don't. is that this is Connor's out every time. It's like, people get me. People get me. I'm yeah, really yeah. excited for, and we're getting closer, for the first time that we're all in a studio together. Because obviously we've, we started this during lockdown, so we can't actually see each other's faces. But for the first time we're in a studio and we can just see Connor's face and Connor can see mine and Dan's face when he is actually trying to explain something. I think then this podcast may sound entirely different. Yeah, are I we, think it's going to go to the next level. Are we, Mark, you're more on board with the production of this kind of stuff. Are, you, are we going to video it for people? I mean, I kind of want to video Connor's face just so people can see <laughs> Connor how Cam. Connor reacts to a lot of this stuff. <laughs> we, need. we need Connor Cam. We need just one, like, I don't care. Just Connor Cam. <laughs> Connor yeah, Cam, like, like, like this Cam. We just need something staring at him the whole time. Just like, you could, uh, just watching, watching his his facial expressions, watching his lip curl, watching his eyebrow raise, his, his nose scrunches as he's confused by all this thing. You could sell that footage for like heaps of cash to like Harvard to study really what goes on in the brains of, of an absolute thicko. Is someone got oh, an ice cream my... van going off in the background. Yeah, it's, it's me. I've got uh, an ice cream van's gone past. Did you just hear that comment? Absolute thicko. I was more distracted by the ice cream van. I'll be honest <sighs> with you. Seriously, right, yeah, okay, I'm, that's a deal. First episode back in the studio, we'll get Connor Cam. We'll do yes. it, and we'll put that up on our Instagrams. First fact out of the way. Uh, Connor, I've ragged on you a little bit then. <laughs> much to, much to, to Lex Chester being very annoyed, no doubt. I'm going to get another DM late on Sunday night. Um, yeah, you uh, to pay you back, Connor, you, give us an amazing fact. Okay, so... Uh, I think, Dan, you might know this only because you are well into your science, but did you know that there is an entire ecosystem that lives in your belly button? I did not. This is amazing. In your belly button? Have you so, got an innie? Let me, what if you've got an Assuming you've though? got an innie, I assume, yeah. Let yeah. me explain. Let me explain. You may think that the largely unexplored worlds may lie hidden somewhere in the deep Amazon rainforests. I had to keep that sentence because it got, it got me excited. Or within some extreme ocean depths. But it turns out that the widely untouched wealth of undiscovered ecosystems lies much closer 
to you than you probably think, and that is inside your belly button. So basically, according to a new study, your navel encloses a biodiversity of more than 3,000 varied species of bacteria and other microbes. Uh. Who knew you are carrying? But this is exciting. Who knew that you were carrying an entire world with you all along? They hate me because I pick out my belly button fluff all the time. So they kind of see it's almost like Godzilla. It's just the big finger going in. Just like, oh, no. Disgusting. Uh, Like like most podcasts now, we are literally navel gazing. Um, Yeah, I do that as well. Pick pick out the fluff. Little, little, little munching it from time to time. What ecosystem is in there? What, 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 What can I find in my navel? Well, it depends what you want to pick out. I mean, I've, I've picked out them and found sesame seeds before. It really depends. Oh, so on... it's, it's not, when, you, when you talk about ecosystems, oh, yeah. you, um, why have you, what have you been eating topless with sesame seeds, by the way? Bagels. The bagels. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mark, you know it, boy. You know the bagels with the sesame seeds on top. Toast one of them bad boys. Bit of marmite, bit of butter. You are laughing, bro. I, I bloody love a sesame seed bagel. Never got it in my navel, though. Um, so you say ecosystem makes it sound like there's going to be bacteria that may, maybe there's species there, but really you're just talking about um, fluff and yeah, t-shirt residue that gets caught in the snail trail. Well, no, it's basically there's three thousand varied species of bacteria. So yeah, there we go. That that's in your belly button, which makes an ecosystem. What happens if you've got an outie? Well, then you you know you just you're an outie. You, you don't have that. You know you, you know are outies. out of the ecosystem. You know you know outies. They, I mean, on it like. As soon as I see one, um, I vomit a little bit in my mouth. My best mate yeah, has really a weird, weird he's got an outie, but it's almost like an innie. So it's like an outie innie. It's very weird. Oh, Mark, God. I'm more weirded out while you are observing your pal's belly buttons. I can't, I can't say I've seen my mates. You mean you've never seen your mate topless? Well, yeah, but I don't Like if you go like, to the beach or something like that. Yeah, but I don't zoom into his belly button. I mean, you've got to get close to see that. No, you no, don't. Not if it's like a, a weird hybrid innie-outie fusion thing. It's, it's, that, that, I mean, it's, it's a very widely discussed thing in our friendship group, actually. It's a very... Uh, it's, it's a scientific uh, anomaly that we found, and therefore it is I'm made so a ha- thing I'm, of. I'm so happy that you have a girlfriend now, Mark. I feel like it was something you needed in your life. Thank you, Connor. Thank you. Yeah, that means a lot from Admiring you. the belly buttons of other human beings. I mean, you're, you're the one who is adding the word admiring here. I, I mean, I just have a picture. That's all. I'm looking at you. I'm you I don't we... even have a picture of it, Connor. You're weirder if you've got a no. picture. That's weird, no. mate. It's not even your friend. Right, let's move on to fact number one from Mark. Mark, do you have an, you have an innie, don't you? I do have an innie, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we, can, we can continue being <laughs> we uh, work colleagues. Recording, um, yeah, go for it. Fact number one. Okay. The lowest form of accommodation in Victoria, England, was access to bend over a rope for the night so that you could sleep. It cost you the price of a penny. Usually, it was used by drunken sailors who had spent all their money drinking. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where the term hungover comes from. Wow. Now, now, now here's the thing with this. Here's the thing. Um, like, this has been in the zeitgeist recently because someone else told me this fact not long ago. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's been in the what? Zeitgeist, like it's been, it's, it's up there in the air. It's up there in the air. It's 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 a thing at the moment. Like it's in the atmosphere. Someone else told me that recently. I am skeptical of of the fact that that's why it's called a hangover, though. As far as I can, I, as far as I can tell, this fact is true. Because I think it's one of these things that they've done backwards, like we were talking about in the last episode. Maybe let's let me rephrase it then and say this is said to be the origin of the term hungover, rather than it a hundred percent is. It is said to be. But it says no. It says here that. The hangover was first described more than 3,000 years ago in the Suruta 
Samhita, an Indian textbook on Vedic medication. Yeah, but was it referred to as a hangover? That's mm. the thing. Like, obviously, the pain of drink of drinking the night before has always been there. It's not just a thing that suddenly appeared in Victorian England. But the term itself, hangover or hungover, supposedly comes from the idea that drunken sailors would spend a penny to hang themselves over a rope so they could sleep at night. I do love it. I love it. I like I to think that it's real. If it's if it if it's right, um, you know, we're not in the business to uh, please. I mean, we're what twelve episodes in. I think we're way past scrutinising the facts that we bring to the table, and we'll have nothing to chat about. So, you know, we're not fact checking immediately on online. But if that is true, I love it. I love the idea love of it. sailors having too much, flopping over. Love it. True, true or not, I just love it. It's a good, exactly. it's a good fact. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, even without the whole premise of the hangover there, the fact that sailors would literally pay a penny just to hang themselves over a rope so they could sleep because they were so drunk that that was comfy. Have you guys got any of those weird hangover cures that like is an individual thing for you? You know how some people have their thing. Yeah. Sometimes a bit random. Have you have you got that? No, just Lucas. The, the, the Lucas Aid Orange Sport tends to do it for me. I just get you get on the water the night before, glug a load, a load, a yeah. load of water before you sleep. Then wake up first thing, crack through a Lucas Aid Sport, and uh, I tend to be fine. Chocolate milkshake. Get a Yazoo down you. Oh, oh you're one of them. It's great. I see what, right? So I've got, I've got a few. If you, if your stomach's a little bit weird, milkshake definitely helps that. When you get home from a night out, eat half a cucumber. That will sort you right out because of all the nutrients and all the water that's in it. Sorts your hydration levels right out. Trust me on that one. And sulfur D max. Oh, that stuff absolutely kills that hangover. Can we not go through one episode without you bringing up your irritable bowels? No. What? It's just every time. Every time you... Where did my bowels come into that? Well, you said if you've got a, a dodgy tummy, then you can have a milkshake. Just because I have a dodgy tummy doesn't mean my bowels are loose. <laughs> that is all due to his IBS instead. This yeah. is what I'm saying. We can't we can't go through an episode without talking about your your IBS. Yeah, look, you know, if anyone this out is there to, is no, suffering with IBS, to, my no. DMs are open. Let's talk. This is meant to be a podcast that brings together all the the, the fact hunting. I don't know, like young younger people of the world. I don't care who's listening, but uh, not to bring together or everyone who's got IBS who really tends to be over fifty. Yeah, but it's quite nice. I've always found with IBS, you know, it's quite nice when you listen to something and you know there are other IBSs out there with you. <laughs> You're an IBS Creating our own IBS community. Yeah, there you know, we go. Oh my God, we could call it Bibs. Baffled IBS no. sufferers. Bibs. And then we could sell, and then we could sell bibs to, to hang down between your legs to catch yeah. any of the, the loose slippage. Like bibs come quick there. Yeah. Like that was really quick. Thank you very much. Do you, do, you, do you think about it before you say it or do you just say it? I mean, sometimes stuff just splurts out very much like you and IBS, I believe. But it's, um, <laughs> you know. Right, let's move on. My second fact of the pod. Um, a whale can make a noise that is so loud it would vibrate you to death. I, I, I have heard this before. Right, okay. What, you've heard the sound and you survived it? Well done, Connor. No, no, what? no. I've, I've, oh, yep, yeah, go on, carry on. Well, I've heard this fact. More. Once more. When we let when we bring the facts, let's not bring up that we've heard it before. Come on! Um, oh my God! Wow! A wow can make you vibrate. <laughs> it's incredible. Edit that in, Mark. <laughs> now, loud noises. So anything above around the sound, they think of 185 decibels, can cause you serious like 
deadly, deadly, deadly damage um, because it ruptures your eardrum and it can the, the air pressure can be so huge that it bursts your lungs. They're actually working on um, uh, weapons where this is a thing. And a whale can make a noise that is 230 decibels. A uh, hundred decibels more than a jet engine, and it can vibrate a human being to death. Did you know that if a whale farts as well, they make such a big bubble in the sea that it fits a horse? Great, very good. Like whale facts, you can drive a it's you a can drive a fact. mini car. You can drive a mini through a, a blue whale's uh, veins right into the heart. I thought you were about to say something else beginning with V. Then I was like, wow. I don't know what you get up to in your spare time. Um, that that that's pretty scary so that that would only really affect you if you was out at sea on a boat right well you'd have to be underwater near one yeah but if you was like scuba diving or having a swim and unluckily you was close to a wow it could be pretty bad news for you does the water like protect you though yeah yeah because you're not just getting it full blown you're getting it going through the water Exactly. I don't think the noise would translate as well from water to air. I think that would that would ruin things a little bit. The thought of like deep sea right now, it's one of my biggest fears is like the deep, deep, deep dark sea. It freaks me out massively. I just don't understand people that can go really far out on boats and just jump into the sea. I'm just, nah. What, why, what do you think is going to happen? I, I just, when you go like really far out, like I, I love the sea and I'm all for it, but it's just, it's a thing for me. Like, when you go like really far into like a bit that's a bit unknown and stuff and it's all a bit dark and you can't really see the bottom, you have no idea. I just don't like it. I really, really don't like it. It freaks me out massively. What do you think is going to be there to grab you? Well, jellyfish really scare me. Belly button monsters. And just like, I don't know. It's just, you, you, I don't know. It just, no, it, and I, oh, I'm getting that feared in as well when you get in, it's really cold and that's when you know you're really deep. The European Space Agency, um, they do, they're so worried about the damage that loud noises can do um, and they, they have to test things that are going up into space and subject them to these huge noises to make sure that they can withstand a rocket taking off. Um, they've surrounded their test room in walls that are almost a metre thick. A metre thick, just so wow. no, no one on the outside doesn't like get the full force of it. That's mental. Like, have you ever dived into the deep sea, Connor? Did you have a moment out there? I did, yeah. Like, I, I have done it before. Like, I, I think I would do it... If I was scuba diving and I had all this, the kit on, which I've never done before, I'd love to do, but that wouldn't freak me out because I'm, I'm like with somebody, I've got all the kit on, I can breathe all that and I can see underwater like that. That's all fine. But when you're in like your trunks and you're just on a boat and then you're flying yourself off into like the ocean and it's just that and you're really far out. I'm talking like far out. I'm not talking about going. No, I you know, know you're when you're like far out. You've said it quite a lot. Yeah. Like that really, sc- come on, surely you understand. Surely you used to aren't just like jumping into no, Black I, sea. Well, I, I kind of understand it. I mean, I would do it. I, I I think it's weird that you wouldn't that you'd be fine scuba diving when you've got loads of water above you and you're kind of locked down in low. But you yeah, wouldn't just dive breathe. in. Yeah, but you wouldn't just dive in to like the unknown. Well, no, but like you know, I'm thinking about I'm talking about terms when you go out on the you know you know on a party boat in Tenerife. I'm not I'm not diving off. You know what I mean? That's where all the cheekers are as well, Connor. Yes, when mate. You go, you know when it. you go when you go on a on an under thirty party boat in Tenerife, the most sophisticated of all the holidays. Um, that's where all the chicas are. That is where all the chicas are. But no, yeah, it's just not my thing. But, you know, fun fact, Dan, I like the fact that whales can kill you, weirdly. Very I, mean, nice I feel like corner. whales can kill you in many more ways than just making a loud noise. So do I, but, you know, it's kind of cool. They don't really bite humans, though, do they? You'd have to get accidentally sucked in there with a load of krill and stuff. 
I mean, Brilliant. I don't know if you've read the autobiography of Moby Dick, but it doesn't end well for him. Connor, it's time for your second fact. Go. Ellen DeGeneres was offered the role of Phoebe in Friends, but she turned it down. Now, <laughs> the reason that I'm pausing after this, when I read this fact, I have never been able to watch Friends the same way. Is that the fact? Really? That's the fact. Ellen DeGeneres was offered the role of Phoebe before Lisa Cardrow and turn it down. I think wasn't there... Um... Wasn't there another friend that wasn't going to originally be in it and then had to try and get out of another show to be in it? I mean, it's not that unusual. Like, a lot of pilots yeah. will run with different cast before... Yeah, of course, but I just think, when you think about Ellen as a person and how famous she is and how, you know, incredibly successful she is, you think, I wonder what, you know, her path would have been, would have been like. And now, every time I watch the show, I, I imagine her being Phoebe and I just, I can't see it. I just, it really, really throws me. There we go. Courtney Cox was originally going to play Rachel yeah, rather, than, rather than Monica. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty sensible to think that, you know, someone else would be offered the role of Phoebe. But was I'd, she famous at the time? Ish. I mean, I, th- I have a feeling that John Favreau, you know, off of, um, you know... Stavros Flatley. No. The guy who directed Elf and has been oh, in right, yeah. various stuff. The Iron Man and he was in Friends. Yeah, yeah, and he was in Friends. I think he was originally going to play Chandler before they went for Matthew Perry. Was he the one who played the cage fighter? Yes. Yeah, he played the yeah, cage yeah, yeah. fighter and uh, rich man. Dan, Danny's not happy with this fact. I just, like, if I, I can't put it simpler than the fact I don't care about it. Mark, bring us your second fact. People used to say prunes instead of cheese when they took a picture. <laughs> so we've always grown up saying cheese. Like, oh, say cheese, and we're cheese. And apparently you get a nice smile. But in the early 19th century, to capture the ideal expression, they used to say prunes because it kept their mouths prim, apparently. Do you reckon you re- they realised that saying prunes just did not achieve a smile? And actually, it probably achieved more of a pout. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the way that people prunes. have taken pictures over the years has changed, isn't it? Like Prunes. We used to have... I love that you're just now saying prunes to yourself. I want to say prunes and send you both a photo on our WhatsApp chat right now for you to see what I smile like. Prunes. There we go. Mark, if you can attach that photo to the episode in any way, shape or form, that is a power. No, 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 no one needs that photo. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what people used to go for. And um, I think, you know, various celebs have used this. So Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen apparently used to use the trick when they were uh, wanted to present the perfectly relaxed relax pout to the paparazzi, God. as they put it. God, I fancied them in the early thousands. <sighs> the early thousands? Yeah, like when I was young, you know. That no was one ever says that. Sorry, I can't believe. It. I don't mean. Sorry, 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 sorry. But no one calls it the thousands. It's the noughties. Yeah, it's true. Oh God, that's a fact. There we go. Yeah, I, I think that's a bit mad. I understand why cheese is it because you smile, but prunes like. I think it's also if you think that pic- why is that making noises? Pictures used to take a lot longer to take, so that's why people didn't <laughs> use to smile. Because it was easier to not smile and hold that pose than it was to smile for as long. The longest prune ever. Prune. 
There are too many girls on Instagram that just do that while kind of cocking their head to one side, sticking their bum out a little bit and kind of going to... Oh, there's the absolute, there's the absolute girl pose, isn't there? Dodgy knee. You've got to like bend your knee down a little bit, hand on hip, tilt your head and then just like pout. Yeah. How many people like that have you slid into the DMs of, Connor? Back in the day? Uh, a lot. Yeah. Too many Actually, to count. Do you know what? I'm 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 running I'm running with this storyline because it's funny, but I need to I need to be honest with people. I'm not this kind of person. I don't really sweep it sweep in the do the, the DMs, you know? The, 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 the DMs. Although I did I did sweep into my current girlfriend's DMs. There we go. Know. There we go. Uh, if you've sent us facts over on Instagram, we will get to them in just a sec. All right, stay there. 
She she said we will replace it for you. Please yeah. send back the other gene for a full <laughs> refund. Oh, yeah, okay, right. But it's not like they found you on Instagram and just like giving you jeans. It's oh, like no, you, I booted up a right fuss, but I just thought, why, why are we sort of having a having a moment to sort of no, shout that, out that, to that, people? That's not what this moment to... is for. We're <laughs> saying hello to people who have got in touch and are listening to the show, not people who are replacing items that they've sold poorly to you in the first place. Oh, I was, you know, I was, I was then going to give a shout out to my nan because she made a great cake the other day. No, as well. no, it's people who okay, listen. Cool. So for example, shout out to Catherine. It was d- binged six episodes in a week. Like that's Catherine. That's fair play. Like that is Does Catherine work for urban outfitters. If so, no, she doesn't. Shout, no, shout she doesn't. To you. Look, I'm all for it. You know, I think we should take a moment every podcast to just, you know, be thankful for something. Thankful for the people that listen. This ain't bloody Thanksgiving Day. This is a podcast about facts. If you want to be thankful for people, go spout it on your Instagram story. Oh, thanks to Urban urban Outfitters. Oh, thanks for my free stuff. Hashtag gifted. Like, go go do it on that, right? Don't don't mucky the name of Baffled by shouting out brands that you want freebies off. Her name was Katrina. In fairness, no, while we're here, let's give a massive shout out to Apple because they sent you earpods in exchange for you sending them money. Oh my so god. It's a, uh, hashtag gifted. It's AirPods. No, no, no. I'm just you know, I'm just I'm saying thank you for a few things. No, I'm in a good mood. I'm thanking Katrina. Anyway, there's my there's my thank you. You know, thanks for all of the reviews. She doesn't even listen. She won't even hear this. She she may well listen. I did let her know it was a bit of a plug. <coughs> I did tell her to this. Did you try and get like? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say you have to give these to me for free, but I am pretty influential. I've got. Well, a, I did sort of I've say got to a her, top forty you, comedy podcast in the UK yeah. and the states. So uh, yeah, I did sort of say to her like, if you don't if you don't replace them, like, do you know, baffled is we are going to shut you down. <laughs> right, let's move on. Third and final facts of the podcast. Um, <clears throat> I, I, this is a good fact. I'm just struggling how to word it, really, because there's, there's like a little bit going on. Uh, so let me just tell you this story. Right, everyone strap in for a 10-minute explanation oh, from Dan Here Simpson. Yeah. Here we go. It's going to go. I mean, I may be, put the kettle on. Hang on. Don't be back. I may be a bit, I may be a bit thick, but Dan, do you know what I mean? Like, you gonna, are no, a rambler. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to skip through it. I'm not a rambler. We're going to skip through it. Um, the, a guy called Adolf Dassler made a, com- a sports company with his brother, Rudolf Dassler. Adolf Dassler, they made Adidas. That's where you get... He then fell out with his brother, Rudolf, who went on to make Puma. And then those two brothers had the biggest sports brands in the world for quite a while. And they wouldn't speak. They were fought, they feuded, they fought ever after. I love that that's how it all came about. Purely Adidas. sibling rivalry. Yeah, I think this is a this is a cool fact. I, I, like, I like hearing things like this. I love it when... You know, you use these brands or whatever it might be. Or a bit like my spaghetti spoon. You know, it's something that you use all the time. So here's, here's how it works. You, so you don't care about any fact that's like about history or mind blowing about time. You care about facts that have brand names in them because you think we might get sent stuff. Yeah, like Adolf and Rudolf, if you are listening, <laughs> our DMs are open, boys. Yeah, you, so I said Adolf Dastler and you went, oh, gazelles. There's a nicely grown gazelle. Let me have those. Yeah, yeah. And then you said Rudolph and I thought, oh, Puma. There you go. Yeah, that's quite cool, right? So these these brothers have feuded evermore. Can you imagine what they must be worth? A lot of money. I think they might be dead. When was Adidas founded? A while ago. That's that's pretty cool. Born they, in they, 1900. They, he died in 1978. I, I would love to have. I would love to have known. I'd love to know what Adidas was like. What their first item of release was. 
Like what was their first range or what was their first thing that they ever sold? That's that's kind of a cool thought when you think about how much of a fashion brand it is right now. That's, I've also that's just really seen, cool. I've also just seen his slightly sceptical political views. So maybe we'll we'll, we'll brush past With him a name a like that, who'd have thought? We'll brush past <laughs> him as a person very briefly and, and just talk about the fact that that's, that's quite a cool fact. It is a cool fact, but Puma was invented a year before Adidas. No, come on. Hang on. Ooh. by Rudolph but Rudolph obviously left and then beat him to the punch so Puma was in was founded in 1948 by oh, they, they both, Rudolf so Dassler and then Adidas in 1949 yeah because they both so they both had a company called Gebruder Dassler Schuhfabrik Dassler oh. Brothers Shoe Factory um, so much more catchy than Adidas or Puma uh, then 1948 they had a fight when they're separate ways Adi Dassler made Adidas. Rudolf Dassler made Ruda, which then changed its name to Puma. Did you know that Nike come from somebody who's called Nikki? No, it didn't. It, it comes from the Greek person Nike. Oh, I was just testing. Fact number three for Connor, let's go. This is incredible. Just a bit of a bit of a background before we get into it. Takeshi's Castle is a Japanese game show for those of that haven't it watched it. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was probably around big... Was it the 90s, Dan? Yes. Early noughties. Mid-noughties. Absolutely fantastic game show and become, I think, probably a bit of a worldwide hit. Like, it was huge in the UK. I know that for sure, but it was always on, like, a really weird channel. But loved by many. Yeah, it was basically people trying to do physical challenges, but ridiculous Japanese stuff happening. So yeah, running across the bridge while having balls pelted at you and the bridge is covered in washing up liquids. Stuff like that. Yeah, it was like mental Ninja Warrior, wasn't it? It was. And for any Japanese listeners that are listening right now, please leave a review as to what unbuddy bar means because that's what they always used to say and I've got no idea what it means. Anyway, more people have been to the moon than one Takeshi's Castle. No. So what What made Takeshi's Castle over here in the UK was the guy who did the voiceover was a chap called Craig Charles and he would just like ramble on and witter because no one knew any of the rules. No one knew how anyone won. It was yeah. just like, it was utter bonkers. Bit of context quickly. Craig Charles was also in Coronation Street and, Red and also a BBC Radio 2 presenter. And I love the fact that whenever I say a fact, Dan takes over. So take it away, Dan. What, no, hang on. If, if people don't know Takeshi's Castle, they don't care about Coronation Street. No, just trust me. Go on, carry on. I once spoke to Craig Charles and he told me... delete this story. Um, oh, I spoke they, to Craig Charles. Oh, me and him are friends. Oh, radio friends. Oh. Me and him, me and him sat in the great hall together. And he, and he said that right before he would record Takeshi's Castle, he used to go and get like well alight in the pub. Like well alight. Like they would go at it and then he would be pretty far gone when he cracked through Takeshi's Castle. I mean, I like the idea that we were that the UK team who aired Takeshi's Castle were literally just sent the Japanese version without any instructions. Kind of when you order something online that comes from China and the instructions are all in Chinese and you have no idea how to set it up, so you just make it up. That's what I feel like the voiceover for Takeshi's Castle was. That we just got sent it and Craig Charles just had to make sense of whatever he was watching. There was no script. There was no explanation. He was just saying what he was watching. Watching. Has anyone even taken in what my fact is? Yeah, that more people have gone to the moon than one to Cashy's Castle. That's insane. That's incredible. That's ridiculous. What are the, what are the numbers, please? Moon, moon twelve, castle eight. Eight people want no, to Cashy's Castle. No. Is that it? 
Yeah, yeah, eight people. Google it right now. How many people have won Takeshi's Castle? Eight. It's ridiculous. That final round of Takeshi's Castle is a joke. You know when they have to shoot each other and they have to blow them little things down, the little targets that are on the cars? You wouldn't, you're not getting through that. You have to beat the guards. They, That's not happening. They won one million yen for completing Takeshi's Castle, which is the equivalent at the time of 5,000 pounds. That's it. Five grand, five grand to get balls blasted at your head. I wouldn't do that is, for five grand. Maybe if it was like yeah, a quarter a, of a mil, I'd do that. But eight there's people. There's a problem, isn't there? There is a problem. That game show, there's an issue. You can't have more people go to the moon than win your own game show. That's not the idea of a game show. That's the point, isn't it? Like, No, you've got to have more winners than that. How long has it been ahead? Well, we're still, well, it's obviously went down well. We're still wearing on about it like 10 years after it last went out. Mark, give us your third and your final fact. Does anyone know who Tim Patch is? I do not. Well, probably because he's more commonly known by his professional stage name, Prick Casso. He is an Australian artist who uses his penis, scrotum and buttocks to paint portraits, landscapes and female nudes. And I'll be honest, I've seen some of his pictures. He's a bloody good artist. Oh my God, I've just Google imaged him. He's drawn Michael Jackson. (laughs) Can we just leave that there? I don't even think we need to discuss this final fact. I mean, it's, it's a pretty good picture, right? No, I'm going to spin on Britain's Got Talent. How much money, Connor, would you need to be paid to do that? To make artwork with your little little Connor um, on, on telly? I think I'd probably do it for free for a couple of thousand followers on Instagram. <laughs> so basically, you want the fame <laughs> rather than the money? <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, you do it for 10 followers on Instagram. <laughs> right, I have decided we, we need no more discussion about Picasso. Just, like the guy. just look him up. Look him up if you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, th- is this hilarious. is a fact where you literally, all you need to do is do what I've done. Go on Google, type it in and hit, hit images and, you know, the world's your oyster. That is it. Right, what have we learned this week then? It's been another, like, busy, busy baffled. Um, we call ourselves a facts podcast, but... I think we might have to change that soon. What have we learned? Uh, if you want to get the perfect teen girl pal on Insta, you need to just say prune. Also, outies need to be locked up forever. Uh, and Connor is the head of the brand new organisation, The Bibs. There you go. And you need to look up Picasso, apparently. Thank you so much for having a listen to us. If you've got any incredible facts that you want uh, us to say on the podcast next week, get in touch. Find us on Instagram. All of our handles are in the episode notes. And we will see you next week. Say goodbye, Con. IBS. And say goodbye, Mark. See you later. My bowels are perfectly fine. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.